Welcome to episode number 11 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where we're helping academics build online businesses through blogging, podcasting, and video. So the goal is so that we can change the world with our research companies, with our side hustles, with our businesses that we build by sharing our knowledge and expertise online. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about using three-minute papers to drive traffic to your website. So this is the second episode in the Content Machine series. So those of you that are just tuning in, this is a series where we're looking at different ways to create repeatable, scalable content for your website, for your blog, and for your business. So the first episode of the Content Machine series was on random topic blogging, RTB, and that was on episode eight of the podcast. If you're tuning in in the future, then you can go to the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 11 for this episode, and we'll have links to the future series or future episodes that are involved in the Content Machine series as well, so you can kind of walk through them to get that information. So in this current podcast episode, we'll talk about what are three-minute paper summaries, um, why are they so valuable, how do they do things like having cross-linking, search engine optimization, how's that all baked in right from the start. We'll go step-by-step on how to actually create these types of posts, everything from creating the templates that you need to how do you actually go about writing them and getting them up online. And then we'll actually go through and give it a report card, similar to Random Topic Blogging, to TB, where we went through and looked at content creation and content distribution. How does this fall in the different types and different versions of content machines that we're looking at? So to get started, why three-minute papers and why content machines? And this is really based on the back of, of the biggest hurdles that I've seen people have trying to start online. So a lot of the questions that we, we get and a lot of the struggles that we get are around finding unique content ideas finding time to write and create content and doing this consistently. So maybe you do it for a week or two or a month or two, but then you get kind of burnt out and tired of creating that content. And then you stop posting on your website, you stop driving traffic. And really that's what we're trying to do at the end of the day is to become experts in our field, an authority online, drive traffic back to our websites and use that to build businesses, change the world and also change our world as well. So the purpose of the content machines then are to build repeatable, scalable processes to create unique content. Again, I want everyone that's listening to this to be able to become the biggest authority in their field in the world. And that's very, very manageable for many people. If you're doing a master's or a PhD in, say, social media, maybe there's a lot of people, a lot of people studying that and writing about that online already. So that may be kind of a crowded space, but a lot of PhDs, a lot of master's topics, a lot of university topics, say, for example, dust explosions. There's nobody writing information online. There's a really big gap there you can fill with your research. And if you're in social media marketing as a, as a PhD topic, then this will help us a lot as well to drive your blog and your business forward. So that's literally the reason behind creating these content machines. And 3-Minute Papers was the machine that I, I went to after random topic blogging. It really helped to propel my business moving forward. So in order to illustrate what is a 3-Minute Paper, I want to kind of tell a bit of a story and a little bit of the background on where this whole concept came from. So I started blogging in late 2016 at mydustexplosionresearch.com. A lot of you that have been listening for a while know that now. My first three posts took weeks to write. Even more so, they took weeks to create images for. I was taking screenshots of a lot of things I was doing. I was taking my own photos, trying to get those in and create these really high-quality posts. And they were really good, but they kind of left me burnt out. I was thinking there there has to be a better way. So I was looking at a lot of online marketing materials, reading a lot of people that were big in this space. And I came across a individual named Nicholas Goecki. And he had a post called how to publish a huge content creation machine, even when it's just you. 
And I started reading quite a bit about Nicholas, and he had a, a website called 4minutebooks.com, where every day, so 365 a year, he'd post a blog post that was a summary of a book. And in this post, how to publish a, a huge content creation machine, which we'll, we'll link to in the show notes, he goes step by step on how he actually does these types of posts. So how he creates the template for them, how he goes about writing them, why they're so powerful, and how he, in his own words, used it to, in 60 days, drive 30,000 visitors to his website, get 837 email subscribers, and make $376 in affiliate commissions. And the affiliate commissions part here is, is kind of funny. Uh, because he, after that, I think, went to partner with Blinkist, which you may have heard of, who does these sort of uh, audio summaries of books. So you can read, listen to a three or four or five minute summary of basically every book in the world. I think he became an affiliate for them and, and made substantially more than th- $736. Well, that's just a little bit of background on that. So when I read this post, I realized that four minute books, I could do something quite similar in my academic research. So I call it three minute papers. I figured you could read a summary of a paper in at least a minute faster than you should be able to to read a summary of a book. This was actually before I'd ever heard of things like three-minute thesis, so it didn't really come from that background, although the, the similarities are, are pretty similar as well. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode, how to do three-minute paper posts, TMPPs, how to do these summaries, what template to create and use, and how they're really optimized for things like cross-linking, optimized for stacking content, and optimized for search engine optimization. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast episodes. We'll actually go through the five major things that you need for search engine optimization, SEO, and how this kind of really hits the nail on the head for each of those. But before we get into that, I want to get into how do we create three-minute papers in the first place. So there's five steps to three-minute paper posts. Step number one is to create a template and use it over and over again. One of the biggest struggles people have is sort of just getting started when you write content in the sense that the struggle of what do I do next is a really big barrier. And this is one of the biggest barriers with, with RTB random topic blogging that really is overcome by these three-minute papers. So I'm going to share with you what my template actually looks like. Don't worry about taking notes because this will obviously be all audio. If you want the actual example of the template, you can go to grabblogger.com slash 11. We'll have the template that you can actually download right there um, and use it to, to kind of cut and paste and create your own template from. So there's five parts to the template itself, and they're all pretty small, um, but I'll just go through and describe them. So the first is the introduction to the post. And I had the same introduction to every post I wrote, a one sentence summary, I actually put one sentence summary colon, and then a one sentence summary. So for example, a predictive single step model for coal paralysis is developed and validated. That was, that could be a one sentence summary. I had the authors listed. I'd read in three minutes. This is something I just picked up from Nicholas Goecki, where he had read this in four minutes on each of his posts. And that was my introduction. That was the first part of the template. The second part was an image. Each post should have at least one image, and this really helps with SEO. In my example, I pulled a quote from the article I was reading itself. So I just highlight, highlight important quotes as I went through, and I pick one of those and create a, a quote card for it. The tool that I used it was an online tool. It's not actually around anymore, but if you just Google free quote image generator, free quote maker or something, I'm sure you'll find something that will that will work. And the key was it was fast. I didn't waste a bunch of time creating all these images and I could get something that really boosted the search engine optimization, the SEO quality of my post, but also just have something that was that was fast and easy to do. And that adds some interest for the reader because they got to see an actual quote from the paper. So the third step or the third part of my template was four paragraphs. 
and I'd write these out. Usually I limit them to two to three sentences at max. First paragraph was paper goals. Second paragraph was paper methods. The third paragraph was high-level findings. And the fourth paragraph was always the same. It was just three of the main findings from this paper are. So those were the first three sections of my template. The fourth section was then four headings. Finding number one, and I described the finding in pretty detail. And that would be the title of that heading. Finding number two, again, single-step model for coal paralysis works for bituminous coal or something. Uh, finding number three, this type of model can be extended to computational fluid dynamics programs. Just stuff like that. And the reason that having those findings and headings is really good is because they're very keyword dense. You can see some of the things I'm saying, like coal, paralysis, volatilization, or whatever the keywords are, they're, they're very keyword heavy because it comes directly from the paper. And that's good for, for SEO related to your blog as well. So we covered the first four parts of the template, the introduction, the image, the four paragraphs, the three fine main findings, one section for each, and then two or three sentences describing the main finding. And then the end, the last section, which has its own heading, is my personal takeaways from the paper title. We'll talk about why we include the paper title here in a little bit when we get to the SEO quality for these sort of posts. And after that, you just write your conclusions. You can link through to related literature, related literature posts you've done, related three-minute papers that you've done, and reference the paper that you're doing. So those are the five sections for your template. I created this in HTML back when I got started. And I think now in the WordPress block editor, you can actually create a template that would work quite well. So that's step number one to create three-minute papers. Create this template and use it over and over again. You'll never have to worry about reformatting your blog post again if you create this template up front. And as I, rec as I said, I will include the example of my template at the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 11. You can download that there and then you'll have the exact step-by-step -step process to use in your template as well. So onward. So we had five steps overall. The second step is that every time you read a paper, write notes on the back. And these can be pretty simple. Again, things like paper goals, paper methods, two to three sentences or two to three points that you'll turn into sentences. The three main findings, you want to highlight these because these will go into that blog post directly. And any of your conclusions or your big takeaways. If you just jot these down on the back of the paper while you're reading it, you'll have a stack of input for creating the stream in a post. Step number three is every morning, write for the first 30 minutes of your day. This is what I did and I found it really helpful. Basically, I would start working on my website for 30 minutes every day and then I'd put it away until I got my graduate school work done because that's what I was doing was working on my PhD thesis while I was building this website. Picking a time, it doesn't have to be the first 30 minutes or the first hour of a day, but picking some time where you're going to be working on creating these posts every day or at some specific frequency is really important. And so what I do is I'd sit down at my computer, start every day, I pull a paper from the stack, flip it over, look at my notes, and start typing up. Paper goals, methods, finding number one, finding number two, finding number three, conclusions. I get to the point where I could actually start to do one to two, well, one to 1.5 of these paper posts in this 30-minute slot, which really helped me ramp up and get more done. And I was posting these five a week, so one every weekday. Step number six, one afternoon per week or on the weekend, finalize the posts. So create your images, set the SEO parameters, which we'll talk about in a little bit, set your metadata and all that sort of stuff, which, which is involved with the search engine optimization, and get your posts ready to go. Step number five and the final step is to schedule your post to be released and share it on social media. I just use free buffer for this. So every day, every weekday, I'd post one of my posts that would come out. And then I'd kind of put them on recycle. So then later I might schedule them for different times as well. So those are the five steps to creating three-minute papers. 
And you can already see how kind of regimented it is, but it gets really easy because you get really quick at doing these sort of things. So step one, create a template and use it over and over again. Step two, every time you read a paper, put notes on the back. Step three, every morning, write for 30 minutes to start your day. Step four, one afternoon per week or on the weekend, finalize the posts. And step five, scheduling these to go and share on social media. And you will look like a giant content creation machine if you do this, but it's only costing you 30 minutes a day and writing notes on papers that you're already reading for your PhD thesis anyway. So I want to talk about five major benefits of three-minute paper posts. The first major benefit is that you get really quick at doing this. So as I said, I could do one to almost two full paper write-ups in half an hour. If I spend an hour, I could almost get through my whole week of paper write-ups. And you can kind of get really far ahead. Step number two is it practices both your writing and shipping content muscles. And another way to put this is it really practices your, your confidence. When you get started, writing and pressing ship is the hardest thing to do. It's the most nerve-wracking thing. Imposter syndrome kicks in, and it can, it can really cripple you and stop you for days. If you have this process, it's the same five steps. You just keep doing it. And you know that every morning for the first half an hour of your day, you're going to be writing. You know, you're going to be creating content, putting it to the world. It doesn't really matter what's going to come out of it. But I will guarantee you, if you do it for a couple months, you'll be amazed at the opportunities. So that's the second major benefit. Practices your writing and shipping content muscles. Third major benefit is cross-linking is baked right in. So as I said in the conclusion part, you can put other related literature and you can point to other paper summaries that you wrote. So when somebody's reading through, they say, oh, this was really interesting, really helpful. You know, I'll look at that, this other paper that's been summarized on the website. The fourth major benefit is that content stacking is baked right in. Again, it's really easy now if you do 10 of these paper summaries to create a literature survey from them where you pull out the, you know, the five major points from over across 10 different literature sources. And I used to do this and I'd create a literature summary post from it. And I'd actually do the industry relevant terms, or the industry relevant information and post that on LinkedIn. That helped drive people back into my website. And this was a really great formula for where I ended up going, which was the industrial impact of science and research into dust explosions, which is basically my business today. The major benefit number five is that it's easy to optimize for search engine optimization. And you don't have to think too hard. A lot of the time, you spend a lot of time doing this keyword research. If you start looking at how to do SEO properly, your head will probably start to spin. I'm going to explain just in the next couple of minutes exactly how to optimize these posts for SEO and how easy it is. You don't have to think at all about trying to optimize things, but you will start getting people coming back to your website because what do people look for when they want to find a paper? I usually turn, it, uh, turn on my computer go to Google and type the name of the paper, the closest thing I can remember for the name of that paper. A lot of times then I'll find the paper and I might go to a directory that's going to have it, that's through my institution or, or whatever, um, and find it that way. But when you type the name of the paper in, doing this process and following these, these SEO tips will generally mean that the paper shown first from the publisher, and then the next hit down will be review of that paper. And what do you think people are going to click on? A lot of people will say, oh, there's a review of this paper, click on it, and that'll bring them back into your website into your ecosystem where you can start getting more familiar with what you're doing. So with that, I want to talk about five important things for search engine optimization for your posts and how these are really can be baked right into the three-minute paper. As, as an aside, I'm not really sure why I keep saying baked right in, but again, this is live recording. Sometimes you hear my son, sometimes you hear the neighbor that is mowing his lawn outside or the snowblower. Um, and sometimes I get hooked on a word and just can't seem to stop saying it. So I'll try not to say baked right in anymore throughout this podcast episode. 
Um, I hope it's not distracting you from the main topic. So, okay, back, here we are. We're going to talk about search engine optimization, five key things to have in every post, and how these are really included very easily. Say, I want to say baked right in again, but we'll forget that, into three-minute papers. So five key things is that you need to pick a keyword for your topic, something you want to actually try to hit for on, on search engine through organic search. The second is to include that keyword in your post name, include it in the image alt tag is number three. Number four is to include it in at least one heading. And number five is to include it in the meta description. I cover this a little bit more in a post that I wrote called How to Write 40 Blog Posts in 56 Days, all about this three-minute paper process. Um, but it's, it's really included directly in. So the first thing is you pick a keyword from the paper title, which is generally pretty easy because people include keywords in titles. Um, if your keyword is flame propagation or, or whatever, just look at the, the title of the paper and say, okay, what's the keyword I want to use here? And very often, cute titles are, are very keyword dense, so you can pull that out. That is your keyword. Then you, in your post name, that's all the keyword's already included because you're writing review of the paper title is your post name. So the keyword's already right there. In the image alt tag, you have a quote. The image is a quote from your paper, but you can put the name of the paper as the, the image file. So name of paper.png. And when you upload it, also add alt tags that include the paper name. And again, then that keyword will be included directly without having to think about how to include it in your post. It's also included in one heading because the last heading of your post will be review of, or actually will be my personal takeaway from the paper name in, in air quotes if you follow the template that I, that I provide. And then last in the meta description, you can put the paper name. So the paper name, or this is a review of this paper name. And we learn this, this, and this from the paper. That can be your meta description. And again, the paper name's included right there, so the keyword will be included. And that post will start to generate authority with those type of keywords right away. And if you write, again, 40 or 50 of these over a short period, you'll start to rank for really great keywords in your space. If you think of your, your paper titles that you're reading every day, if you just pick one or two keywords from each of those and write these sort of posts, then you start to really build up authority in that space. And through social media and other ways, you'll build up authority off of search engine, off to or organic search, this is a great way to have SEO baked right into your website. And there we go. There is the, the last baked in. We're going to have to make a drinking game out of this. Um, but I'm going to try not to say that anymore. So I'm going to close out this episode by giving the report card for three-minute papers. So we did this last time for random topic blogging, which had a 63% for content creation and a 40% for content distribution. So for three-minute papers then, under content creation, we have difficulty, complexity, SEO value, and scalability, so four parameters. For difficulty, I gave this a three, so this is really the highest rating. These get really easy. There's no other way to write a 300, 500-word blog post in under you know 30 minutes or under an hour and get up on the website and ready with SEO and everything included you know, in an hour and a half. It's just the, the simplest way to get started on creating a massive amount of content in your space. Complexity, it's, it's pretty simple as well. You create your template, and after that, you're really just writing. You can write in a Word doc and copy and paste it. There's not really any complicated processes. The most complicated thing is probably using some app online to create your quote, which, again, just Google free app to create quote. You'll type in the quote you want. You can change the background colors or whatever and export to PNG or JPEG. Number three, SEO value. Again, we're going to give this a three as well. Uh, it's very easy to make these highly relevant SEO. You may get stuck with the keywords that you have that are in the paper titles, 
But over time, as you do a lot of these, you'll start to rank for a lot of different keywords. And number six, scalability. This is really quite easy to do. Right out of the gate, I was getting up to five posts a week, one every weekday. Nicholas Guecki used the same process to do 365 posts a year, which is a lot. You will kind of start to burn out at those rates, but it's really easy to scale up really fast using this approach. So if you are following along then, that is 16 out of 16 for content creation. These are the easiest types of posts you can really imagine to do. Gets an A plus, if you will, for, for content creation on its report card. For content distribution, we have ship, show, stack, share, and number of different mediums as our parameters. So for shipping, uh, I gave it a three. It's, it's really easy to put these out. Again, you can put share buttons on them, but you can just use buffer and have one go out every day. You don't really have to worry about scheduling because you know you're going to always have content as you keep writing these. To show and to get it into the world, um, I gave it a two. It's pretty easy to get these out there. They have an image, so you can use that as the featured image. It's not really like an amazing featured image, but it can be pretty good. The quote could pull people in. To stack content, I gave it a three. This is really easy, really stackable content. Great for putting in newsletters. You can put the five posts you did last week. Great for putting together into literature surveys. Great for pulling out key insights from literature surveys putting on different mediums, like different uh, websites, LinkedIn or wherever. So in, in terms of stacking, it's very easy to stack this content. Number four, sharing. I gave this a one. It's probably not the most insightful thing for people to share over and over again, these paper summaries. So I kind of put it on the low end. In some fields, it may be more common than others, but it may be perceived as a little bit of kind of low value content just from the number that you're putting out there. And then number of mediums, the last Parameter for distribution, this gets a, a one. It's only really the written medium. Although there's no reason why you couldn't create an audio version of it and even a, a video version of it if you'd like, which would add some more steps to your process, but that might be an interesting way to do it, actually show the paper and go through it that way as well. So then on content distribution, we have a 10 out of 50, so a, a 50%. Kind of just gets the passing grade for, for content distribution. So again, in summary then, in content creation, we gave an A+, plus. it got 100%. Very easy to create these types of posts. And the value from them actually come from doing a lot of them. You start to extract that value. There's not a ton of value in each one individually. But by the time I was done using writing these, or by the time I was done my thesis, rather, writing my thesis, I was going to my website and looking up these review posts using Google to search my own website so that I could remember what the literature was for each of the different pieces and actually use it to write a lot of my thesis. So in bulk or en masse, these can be quite valuable. Um, but individually, there there may be kind of low value, and that may hurt the content distribution. It may be harder to get out there, and the number of mediums, again, is only written unless you create audio and video. So with that, we're going to close out this episode of the Grab Blogger podcast. As I mentioned, this is the second episode in the Content Machine series. If you want to look at listen to the other episodes, you can go to the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 11, and we'll link to the previous ones and any future ones that are in the same series. If you like this episode, if you like this concept of three-minute papers, you can tag me on Twitter or Instagram at GrabBlogger and talk about it. You can use the hashtag TMPP. And yeah, just share share what you learned from this episode and definitely tag me so I can respond and see that come through as well. If you're interested in the transcripts from this episode, as always, we have these in the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 11. And we included the actual template that I use for my 40 blog posts in 56 days at the show notes as well, and you can download and get that for free. And then you can just copy that and modify it for your own three-minute paper summaries. As always, I appreciate you listening to the Grab Blogger podcast. Hope you have a great week ahead, and I'm really looking forward to continue 
help you build your online business, your side hustle, your research company, help you escape academia if that's what you're looking to do, help you escape industry if that's where you're at. So I'm really looking forward to continued interviews, continued solo episodes moving forward, looking, really looking forward to help you continue to build your online presence and business. 